welcome to Dad Hammer, One for the Road, our short-form show where we provide a more focused discussion around specific Warhammer topics. The topic for this show is going to be model painting tips. So this topic really is for anyone that's thinking about starting to paint. Maybe you just got your Leviathan box. Maybe you just started with a handful of models and you're thinking about painting, but it's a little daunting and overwhelming. Um, we're going to talk about some some tips and some helpful things for you, but also for those that have been painting for quite some time. Maybe you're starting a second army, or if you're like us, you've you've painted an army and you've come back a year later and you'd like to give it some brush ups and some improvements. So this is for you. We'll be talking about some things around upping your game for your model painting. I am David the Warboss, and I'm joined, as always, by the most generic space marine in the Imperium, Mr. Medicaid Steve. Steve, how are we doing? Super. Uh, very focused tonight. <laughs> you dialed no, in. Good. Dialed, dialed in. in yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You doing okay? I'm doing great, man. I, I'm also awesome. very focused. The this, this short form show it always <laughs> tests my ability to keep my mouth shut, which is a, yeah. a constant struggle. <laughs> laser focus that's right uh but oh very exciting we got a lot of good stuff and uh one of those things where we've been doing it for quite some time and so this is like sharing the good news and i'm, I'm really excited about talking through some things that we've learned yeah a lot of fun yep well thank you so much for listening to our show uh of course as always if you like what you're hearing make sure to rate follow subscribe our show on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen you could also find us on our web, website, dadhammerpodcast.com. And of course, on social media, where we post our pictures of our latest projects and chime in and give words of wisdom or just words, not always wisdom, but just words on the, <laughs> on the social media sites. But uh, let's get right into it here and start off with our, we've got five tips for you. So five tips around model painting. And the very first one is probably the most important and something that I have to tell myself and reiterate every single time I start painting a new model, a new army, or I'm thinking about it. And that is to set my expectations appropriately. Um, we have talked about this on our Bolters and Booze podcast. We've talked about it on other shows and setting your expectations at a reasonable level is so important. And as a reminder, Painting is a skill that is that is learned. Uh, some people are, you know, they have that instinct and they're going to be mm -hmm. great at it right out of the gate. But it really is something that you learn. You add all these uh, techniques and some things that are going to evolve over time. And I like to compare it with just having a, a guitar. You bought a guitar and you're doing your 101 learning chords and then comparing yourself to Jimi Hendrix in a week <laughs> and saying, well, wait a minute, why am I not as good as him? Um it's it's a very similar maybe maybe a stretch but still a very no. similar analogy where you need to set your expectations and i think doing so you you will make sure that you're satisfied you know you you paint something you go through all the steps you have your finished product and take pride in it and mm -hmm. know that you will evolve and get better over time and steve i know that when you first started painting you were telling me that there's all kinds of resources out there for and guides and and how tos and things and and even the you know YouTube of course is a is a great 
place, but also the the Games Workshop official tutorials are really good. I, I think some of the best starts I got were from those. And I, I think if you go back to some of the older ones with uh, Duncan and Peachy mm-hmm. and some, some of the the newer ones are great. I'm very much on the same vein. Um, but those guys were such good presenters, but not only good presenters, they're good teachers. Uh, they made you feel like you could do what they're doing. Now those dudes are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so, but the material they put out there was basic. Um, it was what, what would you call it? Battle ready. They, they would go through, you know, different levels uh, finished yeah models. battle battle ready and parade ready correct and i think that everything was achievable and that was it's, it's a good marketing thing because they have a paint system but you can follow that and i think most people could uh with some practice you could quickly get get a lot of the results that they were showing yeah and i would go into game stores and they would sometimes have different videos playing and, you know, they'll have mm-hmm. the, the paint guides and I'll be passing by and while I'm browsing some models and there's been several times where I'm looking at the back of the box and saying, oh man, there's no way that I can achieve that. <laughs> and well, truth be told, it's, it's accurate. I don't know if yeah. I could ever achieve that again, <laughs> setting your expectations appropriately, but that's right. Watching one of those videos, they just made it so approachable and mm-hmm. it, it really is just a matter of step one, step two, step three, with some some behavior, some some skill learned along the way of, of how to, you know, how to angle your brush, how much paint you put yeah. on your brush, and all of that kind of stuff. That I know that you've seen. You've got a ton of, of guys that you follow on YouTube that have provided some great tutorials as well. You can get lost in the weeds with them, though. Sometimes, I mean, they get really advanced uh, techniques that you shouldn't even be focusing on when you're when you're first starting out, like you know, wet blending and, you know, I mean, I, you could get, you know, serious glazing and there's all kinds of techniques that mm-hmm. you just don't really need. Um, especially if you're just starting out, because I think you're just going to get frustrated really quick. Yeah. And it's, it's the advanced stuff. And there's a reason mm-hmm. that it's, it's called advanced. I mean, the, if you're just starting out, of course, but it, now if you've been doing it for a while and you got the basics down, oh, yeah. I think it's also, you can still learn from the same folks. It's just you're, you're coming at it from a different angle and you've got your own skill and, and things that you've built up over time. Well, the second tip uh, for painting models is, um, you know, coming around to, we've, we've got our, we set our expectations appropriately. We have looked at, um, you know, all the, t- the tutorials and things and all right, now I'm, I'm ready to paint, but Steve, I'm, I'm now, if I'm a new player, <laughs> a new painter, I'm completely overwhelmed and what the heck do I need to buy? So what's, what's our second tip? Uh, go slow, build, build your paint inventory slow. You don't need to go out and buy the full range of every, any manufacturer, you know what I mean? Cause there's, that's, it's a big investment when you talk about paint, cause that could be what, Three fifty to six or seven dollars, uh, you know, pot or mm-hmm. bottle or whatever you look at. Um, you could technically paint a model with house paint. I don't recommend that, um, but whatever is available to you. But you, you really need a decent, uh, consistent line. Maybe something that's geared toward model uh, painting because 
the, I don't know, the consistency of the paint, the properties of the paint and the pigments and all, all kinds of chemical nuances are just going to make your life easier. It's not necessarily going to make you a better painter, but it will just make your life a little bit um, less frustrating and, and easier to achieve those techniques and stuff you see on the videos, like we mentioned. Uh, I think Citadel, Vallejo, and Procryl are my top three. Mm-hmm. That being said, Procryl, I think we mentioned it before. It's a little harder to get because you can get it online. But the other ones, you can find it in stores uh, without much issue, usually. Especially if you go to um, Games Workshop store, they have you know Citadel paints. And I, I like them. I have a bunch. They're usable. Um, they're, they're always performed consistently for me. Yeah. And I, I, the, the other thing that I'll, I'll say too, is that, you know, you talk about going really slow and that's not just, you know, taking it slow with painting or whatever, Mm -hmm. but when you're, when you're buying paints, I don't know about you, but if I go into a gaming store and I drop $150 on just paint, I, Mm -hmm. I don't, even though, yes, I I need this to Mm -hmm. paint. I I never feel great about that. I want to come out of there with maybe uh, a box of, of models or or even a single model and a couple of paints. That just makes me feel like I'm not spending money just on paint. Yeah. I guess technically if you want to (laughs) get really nerdy about it, you only need what five colors, (laughs) white white black uh red yellow and blue yeah okay (laughs) because i guess no i I don't suggest that i'm not telling you to go out and start mixing your own custom that's a lot of mixing yeah you would you definitely throw that all in the garbage pretty Mm -hmm, quick mm -hmm. Um, but you can get your basic tones you know get some skin colors get some browns get some uh grays and you know you may not be painting anything in your entire hobby that's ever blue. So maybe you don't need a blue, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of dictate what you collect, um, in accordance to what you collect. Yeah. And I, I've gone into, I go on the uh, games workshop web store, you know, and I'll look at the model and they Mm have, uh, the the list of paints that are used, the, the videos that are, that the games workshop puts out for tutorials. They also list, um, it's either on YouTube or uh, Warhammer Plus or wherever you go to, mm-hmm. to watch that content. They have the list of paints, but I remember when I first started looking at, you know, something that was red, for example, and, and I still was starting orcs. And so I wanted to do evil sons and I mm-hmm. would look at something red and then I would look at the list of paints and they would list like five <laughs> shades yes. of red just for a one panel. And I just thought, what in the world? And I... I, I remember looking at that and thinking, well, that's where contrast paint was always appeal to me because I can have a little bit of yeah. of all of those with with one paint. Um, however, I think it's you know going back to what you were saying, just starting with the basics. If you just bought, you know, for me it would be corn red. That's one of the, right. the colors I bought: corn red, and then maybe one highlight. So mm-hmm. if you have, if you're just starting out and you look at your model and you see. Uh, several colors on there that are more predominant than than others, and I'll, I'll say the little little bits and pieces on the model. But so a piece of armor, or if you're playing chaos, there's a lot of black and gold and things like that. Then I would pick up one color that you know is going to be the under the base coat, and then one layer to serve as kind of your highlight. That's right. Well, and you know you can always take that that layer paint 
the lighter version of your, your base paint and you can make an intermediate color yeah. with that. You can mix them together. Now that, that is where you can start mixing stuff. You're going to have to have black and you're going to have to have brown and you're going to have to have white. I mean, I think those are three colors that you just really can't get away from. Mm-hmm. And you can add any one of those to, to just change the basic property of the color because it doesn't have to be perfect or exact. I mean, nobody's, you know, putting a mass spectrometer on there and looking, right. <laughs> looking exactly what pigment colors you got on your model. But, you know, you can, you can temper your, your shades and hues as you learn to paint. And it, it doesn't take that, that much effort if you don't want to invest a huge amount of money in paint, you know? Yeah. And I, I think too, that it's important to remember that while you're painting, that you can always go back um, mm-hmm. and, and add a little more highlight. I've, I've done that multiple times. And contrary to what, what some people believe, even if you put some varnish over the model, I've got a, some spray varnish that I put yeah. uh, on top of some of the models, you can still paint over the top of that. It, uh, I promise. Oh, gosh, yes. I, I've done it before. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I painted a model to, to the standard that, that I wanted it to be two years ago, for example, and then I've painted two or three armies since then. And I go back and, and I've said this before on our podcast and I go back and look at some of those early models. And I'm like, Oh man, that's <laughs> awful. And I put varnish all over those. And, and you know, at the time I was really proud of, of what I had oh, done. Absolutely. That was the, the peak of my skill at the time, which was not a bad thing. And that's why setting your expectations when you're painting that is so important because you, you set those expectations for the time. It's a, it's a point in time. And then you can come back later and now your expectations are a little higher because you've, you've learned some skill and you can apply that. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Actually, I mean, I did it today. Um, but it was part of a technique, but, um, needless to say it, it works just fine. Mm -hmm. You can give them a glow up all you want to. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, moving on a little bit, there's a lot of starter sets out there that you could get. You can just buy a set. Um, they have anywhere from eight to sometimes 12, depending on the manufacturer. And they'll give you a nice line of colors, um, that you can use to get started with. Yeah. And I think it's all about just building up your collection slowly, just like you would Mm -hmm. with the models. You don't want to just go in and, and go on a shopping spree. Um, I mean, unless that's your, unless that's your jam, that's just what you do, then more power (laughs) to you. But for me, that's, that's kind of an overwhelming experience. And, um, starting out, I think it's just, you can always go back. It's like going to Home Depot when you're going to build something, just start out with the, the basic stuff and then you can always go back and, well, if I've, uh, I've built many things and had to go to Home Depot like 50, 60 times. <laughs> so oh, man. it's a little frustrating, yeah. but you know, you can, you can go back. I, I live by the motto. It's easier to add to it than take it away. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, speaking of adding to it, uh, our next tip here around model painting is to not spend a fortune on paintbrushes. And we've talked about different types of paint mm-hmm. brushes before with, uh, you know, cheap and, and expensive brushes and all of that. And I, I'm usually more on the, buy the, buy the cheap brushes. I've done both, but mm-hmm. I personally buy the cheaper brushes and I don't really, cause I don't take care of my brushes. Uh, I don't do uh, everything I'm supposed to do. And yeah. I remember 
watching a YouTube video. I think it was uh, Miniac, I think, and he was talking about caring for your brushes. And mm-hmm. he started off the video with, you know, having a little miniature bed with some covers, and he put his paintbrush <laughs> in there. And, and that visual in my head, it's like, you know, you could really take care of your brushes and, and keep them in pristine shape. I, that's just not my thing. And so mm-hmm. I go cheap brushes. Um, but, you know, to me, it's not really worth the expensive stuff, even though, you know, and again, my expectations are set appropriately, I think. But Steve, I know, I know you've, you're a little, your painting standards are, are higher than mine. And you've got some <laughs> be- better brushes in your palette. I, I have some good brushes. I have a, a, a decent set of uh, Sable natural hair brushes. Mm-hmm. Um, those I take really good care. Of. I got the whole brush soap thing and all that stuff. But those came after I kind of got into it a little more. Right. Uh, once I got the more techniques down. So those brushes I, I pretty much are exclusively using for edge highlighting. Um glazing faces you know small things that i want a good point and a good flowing brush for you don't have to go there you don't have to do that you can get some very moderately and decent priced uh synthetic brushes and they're very very usable i i do wash them out but you need some beater brushes too i mean you don't have to take care of those it it's it's just pigment and water at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and know? you know, and even, even with the, the brushes, if you're trying to do something really fine, for example, I was painting, um, an eye on, not, not on a face, but like on a chaos medallion, mm-hmm. I was painting a dark apostle and he's got this, um, I want to say it's on his belt, like a, a chaosy looking eye. And, um, I, you know, you paint the black line down the middle and normally you would mm-hmm. think, well, I need a very fine tip brush to get that exactly right. But there is a technique that a lot of, uh, and I've seen a lot of people do is you can totally mess that up. That black line could be overly thick. <laughs> and then all you got to do though, is go back over with some of the yellow. In this case, I did a uh, yellow and you paint on either side of it and you do little bits at a time to thin that black line in the middle out. So Again, and I'm doing that with cheap brushes. So mm-hmm. that is a that is a prime example of yes, you can absolutely get ex, you know more expensive brushes and you probably won't have to do that second or third step that I'm talking about. But you can also still go cheap and there are some hacks, some some te- yeah. you know t- some tips and and techniques that you can do to get that that finer detail that you want. And I urge our, our listeners, if you go check out on Instagram and stuff, uh, David put a post up there with that model he was just talking about. And it's it's sharp. It looks really good. And you can see what he's talking about. Uh, I think that's I think that's more important is like we'll we'll post stuff about our models and just some pictures and stuff. And I think for us, it's a little more than glamour shots, because, I mean, you, <laughs> you and I are both we're, we're not like pro painters or anything. We're no, proud of what we do. No. But what we're explaining in this it are the techniques and the things that we use to get there so yeah you can check those out for sure yeah absolutely well number four on our list of of painting models is to trust the process and Mm -hmm. the the process that we're referring to are, are these painting techniques that that you learn over time and steve i i know that 
you know, your process and your journey through painting and the evolution. And I mean, obviously you've been looking at some of your models that you did uh, fairly recently with the eliminators with those camo cloaks. I mean, there's no way that you would have been able to do that two years ago, right? It's just your, 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 your skill has evolved to the point where now you can put this crazy blended looking thing with these camo cloaks and, and it really looks great. And, and I was petrified to do it. So I think some of it comes with confidence Mm -hmm. and, uh, you just got to just dig in and go after it sometimes. Um, but you know, there's a, I, I do like to go fishing and stuff. And there's an old saying out there that fishing lures catch more fishermen than they do fish. <laughs> so, you you know, there's a lot of things out there right now, especially in this market, that are really, really set out to hook the hobbyist, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a speed paint. Oh, there's a contrast paint. This is all you need. You're going to do this and it's going to be like talent in a bottle. Um, there's a yes and a no to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I personally recommend everyone do the old standby, the base coat, the shade, and the highlight. And whether you, you know, base coat with a, a, a rattle can and that's your base coat or you, you know, hand paint it, whatever you do, I look at it as like a coloring book. You know, block it in, stay in the lines, all that stuff. Uh, then your shade paints, which um, we didn't really mention, are just they're specifically formulated paints that really want to find the recesses and leave the leave the raised surfaces, but really uh, dig in and and sort of make the the recesses dark. Yeah, it gives um, you the depth, right? The, the depth, yeah, the shadows and things like that. That. You know, unless you're a very skilled painter, you you, you don't build build things up like that. You know, I guess a, a very right. skilled painter would would start with the with the darkest colors and and build all the way to the top. When mm-hmm. most of us start with just a base coat, and then we kind of want to work backwards and forwards. We we put in mm-hmm. the darker stuff afterwards, and then we highlight it after that. And I I think that's perfectly valid, and that, and it'll teach you a whole lot about the process. Because when you when you base coat it out, it's like, oh, this looks like a coloring book. I mean, it doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. You know, it lacks a lot of substance. But man, now there is something to be said about shades being talent in a bottle. Um, you could throw some shade shade paints over base coats and almost walk away and call it done in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and then you can go to the highlight, and then and then whether that's an edge highlight. Or you do something a little bit quicker and a little, uh, I don't want to call it easier because it's not easy. It is a skill, but maybe you're, you dry brush instead of do the fine edge highlighting. But whatever you want to do, just make those little edges pop and those kind of things. There are easy techniques that you can learn to do that. Yeah. And usually you can kind of sort of stop there for a minute and then see where you want to go. But when you first start, you're going to be like, I am never going to get this model look good. But if you stick with your little plan and you stick to that process, I promise you, you'll get there. And then because to go back to what we were saying before about like contrast paints and speed paints. Yes, they are faster. I'm going to go on record saying is like, I don't think those are necessarily a beginner uh, technique. Um, I think there's some little caveats and little tricks that you have to learn that are 
very different than that whole base shade highlight system. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, it the, the whole slap chop method and... Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's that's not something that you do when you first start. You you do mm-hmm. slap chop, you know, methods, and um, if you're not sure what that is, just go look up on on YouTube. You know, slap chop uh, painting <laughs> Warhammer. You just go just go look up that, and you'll get all kinds of stuff. But um, that that's a I would say it's an advanced technique disguised as a new person technique. One hundred one hundred percent. And I, I would also say too that the edge highlighting, because I, I did edge highlighting a little late. Uh, I started painting my Space Wolves army, and this is a for you know the, the Space Wolves army is something I need to go back and paint again because I've, mm-hmm. I've again I've learned new techniques. I want to go back and repaint them, but the edge highlighting uh, I started about halfway through uh, a squad of like fifteen mm-hmm. intercessors. And then when I, I just tried it on one model and I really liked the way I look, the way that it looked. And then I went back and looked at the rest of them like, oh man, now I got to go back and <laughs> do that. So I would recommend if you're just to try edge highlighting, it mm-hmm. really does make the model pop, but do it early to determine whether or not you actually want to spend all that time. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, it'll, you'll get there. You'll, you'll see if you like it or not. Yeah, and you'll you'll find your own way of doing it too. Some people are more of a don't really like the straight line, but maybe they'll stipple it a little bit or mm-hmm. you know make it a little rough. It, it's it's your model, it's your thing. Just if it looks good, go with that. Yeah, just and keep ex- keep experimenting. Exactly, and you know, as a reminder, it it is just paint. It's mm-hmm. it, it's you know, this is your hobby, and you going back to the very first one I'll just I'll just keep repeating myself there <laughs> yeah. set your expectation and remind yourself that you can always go back and and do it again later and don't be ashamed of it just start start small trust your process continue to learn continue to practice and you will can you will improve and add more advanced techniques and then you can go back and and do it over again in the future when you want to that's right well, for our final tip um, for painting models, we're gonna. This is this is a very important one, not necessarily about painting um, specifically, but it's about maybe just thinking about uh, not getting overwhelmed. And this one is start small. So start small with looking at an entire army. So maybe you started with a new box set, you got a, a brand new box with tons of models in them, or you've um, gone back into the store to start another army. And it's very tempting to go and purchase, you know, tons and tons of models and bring all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know, home and assemble. And now you've got this backlog and it can be very daunting. So my recommendation from, from personal experience is just to start with a small squad. Uh, if you can get one, you know, some infantry, or maybe a single character. Uh, don't mm-hmm. don't take on the big stuff right away, even though it's very tempting to do so, because you're going to want to spend a lot of time on those, because those the, those were all everyone looks. That's where the eye is drawn. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. So I would I would start with a small squad, or maybe a single character, um, or a support you know unit, and also don't paint the same thing over and over again. We've got a a, a buddy that had painted a bunch of ultramarines. And mm-hmm. I remember him telling me that he never wants to see the color blue ever again. <laughs> and, and I get it because I, I got that way with orcs and I had painted yeah. so much green skin. And I'm like, you know, I don't even like green anymore <laughs> and I'm ready to move see, on. I know. 
I paint dark angels, so I get a black bone and green. So I get to switch it up from time to time. Yeah. And I, I think that's important too, is just to know that um, if you if you start small, you start with a single squad and then mix it up. I was painting chaos with a lot of black, a lot of gold, but then they've mm-hmm. got some skin, you know, and depending kind of gross, but that infected looking skin. And to start painting that, it mixes it up a little bit so that it's not so boring every single time. Uh, I was I was thinking, don't be afraid of faces. Mm. Uh, that'll be something that I speaking of start small. It's not it's not because it's a small unit because it's a small thing. Uh, to this day, I don't paint eyes. No, I don't I, either. I, I, f- I fill them full of shade, um, and I I don't even mess with them. And and life is a lot better. And you'll actually, I feel like you'll get a better face because you'll you'll start working on the raised areas and you'll get better. You don't have to put it on your model. That's the beautiful part. It's like my, all space Marines have bare heads in there in, in addition to the helmets. Mm-hmm. So you can just grab some of the extra heads and paint those guys. Um, and just, just practice just, and it'll, it'll give you brush control. It'll give you a lot of skill and you can kind of, kind of keep moving forward. Yeah. And I, I've, I've painted, I've painted a few faces. I've tried to do eyes a couple of times and spent just hours trying to get the, the, the lines just right. And eventually I just painted over the top of everything because, <laughs> and, right. you know, I'm just going to put shade. That's, that's a good use of shade paint to put in there, uh, to kind of round things out. And, you know, the, the, the last part of this would be, uh, I, I know airbrush, uh, airbrush mm-hmm. machines, or I guess just airbrushes in general, mm-hmm. that whole thing is, is very appealing to a lot of people. And, you know, I personally don't have one. But at, as a so as a testament, you can do it without an airbrush. Now, I've, there mm-hmm. are some effects that I've seen that I just can't get. There's some really good blending techniques, and you know, lighting um, is really achievable with an airbrush. But it's definitely not a must-have. No, yeah, pump the brakes on the airbrush truck <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah, I have an airbrush. I had one before I got into this. Um, it's a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. Don't even torture yourself. Yeah, I, I would I would wait. You know, if you're if you're starting mm-hmm. out, definitely don't worry about the airbrush right now. Start small, build up your 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 paint inventory. Uh, make sure your expectations are set. You know, get some some cheap brushes, and then just continue learning. And I think all of this will help you on your journey for for painting your models. And just enjoy it and have fun. Absolutely. Well, that will wrap our show for this episode of One for the Road. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Medicaid Steve. I am the War Boss, and we will see you next time on Dad Hammer. Take care, everybody. <laughs>